your Van Seas Weekly, the home for info and insight on the Vancouver Canadians and all Toronto Blue Jays minor league prospects. Hosted by Greg Ballack and Charlie Kasky. It's that time. It's the Your Van Seas podcast. I'm Greg Ballack here with Charlie Kasky, and we almost did it. It's episode 10. It's a milestone, and it's almost a week since our last podcast. It's been nine days. So, Charlie, congratulations. We've, uh, we've, we've done it for the end of the year here. Yeah, I'm just giving myself an air pat on the back. Um, <laughs> I we pulled the, it together. I'm so happy for with us. The, with the playoffs, though, we could maybe even flesh out a couple more in the next couple of days, and we'll call it your Vancey's Daily or something like that. Ooh, I don't People know People surely want to want to listen to us talk about the Vancouver Canadiens. <laughs> yeah, the listeners are just just piling in. So I I think uh, now well now we get to playoff time. I guess the interest is is up for the Canadians. I'm sure. Well, it's funny. Uh, I am. Um, after the game today, I I charted, and we'll get into Matt Smorrell more later on, but I charted him, and I asked the media relations team over at the Vancouver Canadiens if I could ask Jeff Ware, the C's pitching coach, a couple of questions about uh, Smorrell's performance after the game, and they came back to me and said, well, we're going to give you a brutal answer here. Uh, Jeff said he spoke to you last night, which he did, um, and he'd rather not talk to you today. <laughs> Maybe if you'd wait a couple of days, and I'm like, well, surely people want to talk to me every day. Like if you had the opportunity, Greg, to do a podcast with me every day, you'd oh, do it, wouldn't no you? No doubt. I Can we do it? Like, come on. Well, we must be able to. We'll make it work somehow. So <laughs> You have to come in the studio every time. Though. I'm not doing it over the phone. I want to see your face when I'm talking to you. Uh, that's true. I'm a very so, handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jeff Ware. I, I we should just, do a video podcast. I, we should. <laughs> that would draw in the, the, the viewers. Like for what's sure. his name on the Fan 590? Um <laughs> We, Jeff Ware, great guy, but why would you not want to talk to me? Just makes know. no sense whatsoever. Well, especially about Smarl, too. You know, especially he's a big, about Smarl. Big game, you know. Uh, clinched the playoff spot. Clinched the playoff berth. Could be they one sh- of two Toronto Blue Jays minor league teams to actually make the playoffs this year. Toronto well, no, not could be. because Vancouver Dineen, and Dunedin. There's still Dineen a couple teams that could. Have already. Well, I, I was just looking at my MILB feed right now. It looks like Buffalo lost tonight, which I believe means, and someone will probably correct me, um, I believe that means they're out. I'm pretty sure they had to win their final two and have the uh, Pawtucket Red Sox lose their final two. Mm. So with their loss, they're done. Um, Lansing lost last night and they're losing tonight, which I'm guessing means they're probably literally at the end of the plank about to, uh, to jump into the abyss. So Vancouver, they they pulled it out. They waited till the second half to do it, but well, yeah, they did the exact same thing last year. Yeah, um, you know, had a good first half. Um, so so second half with you know what can only be described as uneven play, um, and then you know, luckily or thankfully, whatever you want to say for them, the rest of the division did the exact same thing. <laughs> um, and, and they're not should, the only team, though, to be losing players and gaining players. Well, yeah, as the year I mean, goes it, along. everybody goes through it. Um, but, I mean, Vancouver really didn't lose. I mean, off the top of my head, obviously, Miguel Castro got promoted, who was their best pitcher. But, you know, he, he was replaced with Smorrell, who, after a, a, a really rocky first outing, was, was, was really very good um, after that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also got guys like Ryan Barucki, who was excellent. Um, Jonathan Wanling made a spot start the other night, who was very good. 
Um, you know, Richard Urine has come up, um, mm-hmm. and after a bit of a, a slow start, I mean, he's only had eight games, so the, the sample size is, is tiny, but he's been, I think I, I put in my post yesterday, in his, his last three games, he'd had five hits, he had one today, so four games he's had six hits, um, and, you know, defensively, he, it, I, you know, I'd heard so much about him. I guess I was expecting him to go out there and be Roberto mm-hmm. Alomar at second, which obviously his natural <laughs> position is a short. I've only seen him play second. Um, he made an error yesterday on a on a tricky sort of in between hop that mm-hmm. maybe he could have been a bit more aggressive on. Today he made a nice play into the hole, short hopped McBroom at first. You know, again, I'm not a scout. I would expect most first basemen to be able to come up with it. McBroom, from what I've seen, is not a great glove man over at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I mean, him and Barreto turned a couple of double plays today, and, and Urena looked very smooth um, on the turn. So where's where is Urena playing? He's played second the okay. last couple of games that I've seen him. He has played a third yeah. occasionally, but and he's a shortstop as well. He's a short. Well, he's a shortstop by trade. Right. He is the best shortstop in the Blue Jays system. Um, you know, Barreto is above him, Lugo is above him, but this is only in, in level right now. Right. As far as gloves go, Urania is the best. Hmm. Um, and I'm, of course, I'm going on by what I've read by hmm. people we've talked to. We had Jason Parks on our, on our podcast episode yeah. three, I think it was, who said that Urania was better than a lot of MLB shortstops right now. Wow. Um, who's that advanced because Barreto we've seen this year very raw you know who's to say no one can say that he won't turn into a good shortstop but he's made a lot of errors and yeah and he made one today and he, he's improved he, though he didn't get to a ball in the hole I don't know I'm I, I'm of the opinion that he's going to have to move eventually and I think most people are of that opinion he his error today was just lazy um, and then he, he didn't get a ball into a ball at the hole uh, the five-six mm. hole, just because he couldn't, get, he doesn't get his feet moving. He doesn't seem to read the bat, the ball off the bat, exceptionally quick. Um, I think he's he's going to end up at second, maybe third. Um, his arm will probably play at third, um, but you know, mm. Bredo's bat's going to play. So yeah. wherever they put him, it 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 it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's just that he's not going to be a shortstop, so his bat is going to have to play. Right. We're getting into pretty in-depth detail. I guess we should. Mentioned right at the top, the the Canadians did clinch today. Um, they beat, yes. beat Spokane five to three. Yeah, and Smorel did start. He had a bit of a rough start today, uh, walking a few guys, letting a few runs come in in the first inning. But he really settled down, which is, I guess, has been a reoccurring theme. I guess in his time here in Vancouver, at least he's started a bit shaky, but gotten stronger as he's come along. And you know, I, I mentioned on the last podcast we did, I didn't think he had. You know the the command issues that some people were were claiming he had, even though he did have two walks when I saw him in the in the four innings that he pitched. Um, but today it looked you know quite a bit shakier, at least at the start of the, the game. Um, and he actually, when I saw him, he did throw two pitches at the backstop as well. Yeah, I saw that um, too. So d- what's your final? Uh, I guess you can't really make any final assumptions on anyone, but would you say he does have uh, some command issues that he still needs to work on before he moves up a level? I think he's got some mechanical mm-hmm. issues. Um, for me, today it looked like he was getting out in front of his fastball a bit, um, so he was tugging it, um, losing it a bit glove side. Um, you know, the first inning he threw 30 pitches, and do I have my spreadsheet open now? 
um, 13 fastballs, of which the first, his first hitter, he walked Edward Pinto twice. First time he walked him on four straight fastballs. And then he threw one, two, three fastballs to the next hitter, which who he walked. So that's seven fastballs in the first two hitter, only threw six the rest of the inning. Um, he so just obviously wasn't feeling this, the fastball. Yeah, just wasn't <laughs> feeling it. Um, went strictly with the slider. Um, that's crazy because you think the fastball would be your fallback pitch if you're having yeah, if you're having command issues. Which I think, as I said, you know, he was just losing his his release point. You know, I, yeah. I think he was just getting out in front of himself. Um, you know, releasing the ball too late. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, for him, his, his slider is a you know, and again, I'm I'm not gonna beat around the bushes. He didn't. He wasn't commanding his slider particularly that well today either. But it's. A devastating pitch. I can see why he gets so many swings and misses with it because I, I try as I might, I, and again I've said this a hundred times. I'm not a scout, but I was f- focusing, you know, hands up, Tiger Woods style, hands up around my face, trying to just look at his release point, and I didn't see any difference in the slot. I didn't see any difference in the arm speed, and he's got a he's got a very deceptive delivery. He's got a high elbow coming out. He's got a bit of a pause as he's as he's releasing mm-hmm. going towards home and then obviously at six eight you know he explodes towards the yeah. hitter it's almost like he's on top of the hitter and then his slider has late late life so it looks like a fastball until you know it's 10 feet out in front of the hitter yeah. and then all of a sudden it dives sharply and and to the mm-hmm. um you know you know a lefty away and and to a righty and into him um so he's it's a it's a devastating pitch um, he hung a couple today. He got he got lucky a couple times. Guys just missed it, um, and you know he was trying to backdoor righties a few times. And he mm-hmm. was leaving it way out, but a couple times he backdoored him perfectly. He got a mm-hmm. couple strikeouts. Um, you know, guys just couldn't couldn't pick it up. It looks way outside, and all of a sudden it darts in yeah. last minute. Um, but you got to get ahead in the count to be able to do that kind of. Well, stuff. Well, yeah, you know. It plays at this level, um, just like when Jeff actually spoke to me yesterday. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to sound like I'm bitching, otherwise he'll never speak to me again. <laughs> I'm just joking around. Um, um, you know, Hyro, they're trying to get him, his his slider can get a bit slurvy at times yeah. because he slows his arm down, trying to get a bit of a, a, a bigger break on it. Um, and as as Jeff said last night, you know, as you move up through the levels, hitters pick up on that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They'll pick up on slower arm speeds. Yeah. They'll pick up on the fact that you're not spotting your fastball. Yeah. So if you're not spotting your fastball, why am I going to s- swing at this slider? Yeah. Because they know it's coming in at two different planes. If you're mm-hmm. throwing your fastball over here and your slider over here, they know it's going to be yeah. a slider. On the other side of it, though, if, if they pick up on the off-speed pitch, it's a lot easier to sit on an off-speed pitch and wait on it than... Well, yeah, have to catch up to a fastball. And the yeah. second and third inning, you know, guys, the the Spokane hitters were sitting slider because they knew he was he was starting every hitter with a first pitch slider because yeah. they knew he couldn't he couldn't get his fastball yeah. over. Um, it wasn't until the fourth and fifth inning when he started commanding both pitches that you know he looked dominant mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was nice to see even though he he walked five, um, had a wild pitch that was I, actually no I think it was called a pass ball sorry. Um, you know, through the fourth and fifth, he just mm-hmm. he just kept getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. Which, after a tough outing to see a guy, a kid really, battle back like that, is impressive. Yeah, and it's exciting to see him put you know long longish stretches of that you know um, just dominant play 
And, and you, you have to think when he matures and, and becomes a, a major league pitcher eventually, um, that if he can pitch that way throughout most of his, you know, most of the time he's on the mound, then, you know, he's, he's going to be blown away major league hitters at some point. You know, it's wishful thinking, but when you see the long stretches like that, you know, it, it, it makes you very excited to, to see a guy that size. And, you know, when, when he releases the ball, he's right on top of the hitters. You know, he's 6'8". Six, 6'8". Eight, six, so he's eight. intimidating, and he's, he's, he's very... Uh, he's 220, so you think, oh, you know, maybe he doesn't have much to fill out on. But I sat next to him yesterday when I was charting uh, Hyro, and he was charting as mm-hmm. well for the team. Um, you know, he, he's not skinny, but I reckon there's still a bit of projection there. He's got huge hands and mm. huge feet. Um, so I reckon, you know, maybe there is a bit, you know, his fastball sort of is low 90, 91, 92. He will crank it up every now and then to 94, but yeah. like Laborte regularly cranks it up to that, yeah. to that level. So I was reading an article on Fangraphs the other day where 92 kind of is a, a median level fastball for a left-hander, which... Mm-hmm. If it is, great, but at his height, his kind of downward plane, hopefully he can add a couple of miles uh, velocity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, his changeup is, is still very much a work in progress. It comes in at like 86, 87, so yeah. it looks like a fastball because it's got, it's straight, it's got very little downward movement, you know, so guys just tee off on it because they, yeah. you know, 92 to them with his you know, where he's landing, where he's releasing the ball probably looks like 95. Yeah. 87 looks like 90. It looks like batting practice right. for them. Um, so I think I would guess that the instructional league will be a, a time and a place for them mm-hmm. to work on his changeup. He needs to get a bit more separation between the two pitches, but it's there. Um, just being interested to see what happens to him next year. I, you know, I've, I've been on Twitter with a, with a couple of contacts, and I I say he could be next year's Daniel Norris slash Kendall Graveman. I was going to say New Hampshire to start, probably. Or no, 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 no. He'll be he'll be in Lansing. He's you think so? Yeah. He won't skip. No, he he'll be in Lansing, but with the ability to move quickly. Um, That's why I, know, I figure why not just start him in Double A if he's going to skip up there and, and and get there eventually. Well, you know, you got to. Uh, uh, Maybe I just feel bad for New Hampshire because they've had such a, <laughs> a bad couple of years. Uh, well, I say Lansing actually, but uh, I didn't realize I saw it on Twitter today that this year is actually the last year of uh, the PDC. Is it PDC or player no P- player de- development agreement PDA? The contract between the two between the two teams. Yeah. Um, and there's been no news whatsoever about a renewal. What about our man on the scene, Jesse? We should the, ask uh, him, actually. Um, so It's so close, and there's a lot of people that make trips down to Lansing. There's a lot of people. Um, so I think, and this is just off the top of my head, um, it's the longest-running affiliation that the Blue Jays have okay. currently. Obviously, longer than Buffalo, oh, yeah. Vancouver, um, Bluefield. All those are fairly new. Dunedin, even then, they haven't had a well, facility Dunedin, there. Yeah, well, let's not count them because yeah. you know that's that's uh, obvious. But so I would guess they'd they'd get it done again. But how long I, were they with Syracuse in AAA? No Quite idea. a few years, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. that was a while. But yeah, that ended. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, everything, all good things coming in. I saw someone on Twitter suggest that they want to go to the, uh, the Sally League, the South Atlantic League, to have a bit of a warmer environment for all their Dominican players. But, but a team in Ottawa, you never know. 
Well, no, that no would league be, for them to play in. But. That would be. <laughs> no, they couldn't. No, Ottawa couldn't do Midwest. I think that was they were only thinking Double A, weren't they? Yeah, because the Eastern League. Because um, Ottawa used to have the Baltimore yeah. farm team. They have the stadium. It's a beautiful stadium in Ottawa. I've been there. But, Is it? Yeah, but it's very, very small capacity now. They have, uh, they have a inner county. Well, they had an inner county baseball league team. I don't know if they still do. I think they folded that team. <laughs> really? But uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting situation. That's for sure. Uh, let's not get off topic here. No. With you ruminating about years past. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah. yeah, so clinch playoffs today. Great news. Um, yep. We we uh, I did my best to get. I, I talked about this last week um, or last nine days ago. Um, tried to get Mike Reeves on the podcast last week. Tried again today. Um, I don't think it's going to happen because I think they're out getting smashed. <laughs> um, not returning calls. Not returning calls. That. Phones are switched off. <laughs> so once again, our Catcher, who's been through three levels and probably has a ton of insight into some of the pitchers he's caught. Um, I also wanted to ask him some questions about what it's like to be a minor leaguer, moving around different cities. We're not going to have him because he's getting drunk somewhere downtown Vancouver. He's a probably catcher in, in the rye right now. We'll just say that. Catcher and, and in the rye. Literally in some the rye. Some cheesy club in Vancouver. <laughs> They're getting loaded up, which... <laughs> brings back good memories of last year. I wasn't obviously wasn't there because they clinched last year. Exact same scenario. They clinched second last game, penultimate, we'll call it. Penultimate game of the season. Very nice. Um like your pronunciation on that. that was yeah, better than my debut. Um <laughs> and uh came out the next day for their final game of the season and got smoked eleven to one. Probably a lot of hungover, tired players, and obviously getting some guys in that maybe hadn't played for the last little while, which yeah. I'm sure is what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Um, which is good for those guys, but also good for the pitching staff. So Ryan Barucki was meant to go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He'll get bumped, I'm sure, to uh, to start Tuesday night, which is game one of the NWL North Division Final. Who they, coincidentally, they coincidentally, play Spokane. Spokane. So Spokane <laughs> gets to stay in town. So I'm sure they're out tonight getting all hammered up as well because they don't... Oh, it'll be a fun game tomorrow. Yeah, they don't get many uh, (laughs) day games either, so... Love the puke buckets ready on the... Get uh, the opportunity to go out and have a few drinks. Um, So if you're downtown Vancouver tonight and uh, you want to see some ballplayers... Well, you might even see a scrap. Who knows, you know? (laughs) Um, It's the kind of stories we don't hear about. Exactly. The minor league scrap that takes place in the bar. (laughs) Um, The Roxy. They're... uh, (laughs) I've heard the Caprice. I've never heard is that of it. The ball player that's the uh, yeah. that's the the club of choice this year. The Roxy's the hockey player. The Roxy's yeah. more hockey, yeah. Um, so yeah, tomorrow could be could be a bit of a gong show. Uh, <laughs> no, I really want to go tomorrow. Nah, Bailey. Yeah, I was I was <laughs> thinking about it because obviously I'd made plans to go, thinking you know potentially it was going to be a winner take all. But now I'm even considering hanging out with my family. And <laughs> wow, that takes you know, a lot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, my family doesn't listen to this. <laughs> you never know. This will be the one podcast yeah. that he checks out. Hey, Let's see what he's been up to. Daddy, can we listen to your podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> and you got some pictures of Smoral today, I heard. I did. I enlisted your uh, your significant other to uh, to take some pics. Unfortunately, of course, me being the moron that I am, had a very low battery. So she said she got some before it conked out. <laughs> um, you left it uncharged? Well, no. I, first pictures, of all, then. I left it on for the two hours I was sitting downstairs. Mm. 
and then didn't even look at the charts. So yeah, that's me being an idiot. Um, well, you put her to use though, so good. Put job, her to uh, use, yeah. She was up there drinking beer and eating chicken strips. You know, I don't know if she's like, a vegetarian. I don't know if she was doing that. Okay, so. acting like you're lying. Didn't have a care in the world. So maybe she's least. just a vegetarian in front of me. Maybe it was an inside <laughs> scoop here. Was she actually? Eating? No, you're right. Okay. She did say after she left me that she was going to get something to eat. So yeah. what, what's vegetarian in the gnat though? What is she, what can she at the gnat? Yeah, sushi, fries, fries. That's about it. I bet you they cook that stuff in beef oil. Probably. Don't tell her that, though. Yeah, all right. Does she listen to this? <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> yeah. I'll make sure she listens to this part, just uh, so you get a clarification on the on the matter. But uh. Yeah, so like you said, uh, <laughs> Spokane Tuesday. Spokane yep. have been brutal this second half. Um, yeah, what's you, the record? I think you had the record. Yeah. yeah. It was, they were great in the first half of the, of the season. They finished 40 and 35 overall. Well, they won 25 in the first half. 25 so and 13 in the first half and I'm 15 no, and 22 in the second yeah, half. Yeah, I'm no mathematician, but that's that sounds not very good. I was chatting to their uh, their radio play-by-play guy, Mike Boyle, um, prior to last night's game. And he said, we well, said a couple things. He he said, you know, they, you know which, uh, I guess you would hope wouldn't happen, but quite often does happen if someone wins a first half flag you know complacency might might kind of creep in a little bit he said that that's probably been a bit of an issue but they also lost a couple of guys uh um zach cone was one of them a uh an outfielder and marcus green jr i think was the other one um he mentioned they're three four hitters well i don't they were they were middle of the order hitters you know guys that he said just elongated their lineup. You know, when those guys were there, one through seven, mm-hmm. provided a ton of depth, a ton of quality. Um, you know, they, they've still got some very good hitters. You know, it's, it's who they have today, Pinto leading off. Um, Seth Spivey is going to win the, you know, if, if you're looking at batting average, he's going to win mm-hmm. the batting title. Um, they didn't. Luke completely Ten- make him barren. <laughs> well, no, Luke Tenler, I'm arguing, I argued in a piece the other day, you know, everybody talks about Franklin Bredo being the NWL uh, Northwest League MVP. I argued that Luke Tenler is probably the most f- valuable offensive contributor. Mm-hmm. So you got him, you got Seth Spivey, you got Pinto, and then you uh, you had Green, you had Cohn, you know. Yeah, they um, were, I just pulled up an old box score. Uh, they were the five six hitters. Yeah, in that so game, so. it looks like Green put up a nine twelve OPS while he was there. You know, uh, forty two games. They have um, a Jeremy Profar. Jeremy, which is I don't think he's his brother. I think he's his. But cousin. he's a Texas. They're a Texas affiliated yeah. team. Yeah. Oh no, too. he's definitely related to um to to the uh, senior Profar. Jerickson. Jerickson. Yeah. Well, it's even he, a similar type of first name. And too. he's not even senior by that much. I think it's like a year different. So I think they're cousins or something like that. And they both have J.U. Profar names. Oh, all right. Maybe they're brothers. I don't know, man. <laughs> Let's not belabor this point. Uh, I can Google it. <laughs> that, that might help. Um, and yeah, Zach Cohn put up a, an 869 OPS in his 36 games. His brother. His, his younger his brother. brother. What are you talking about, cousins? Uh, Come on. Uh, Zach Cohn had hit eight home runs. You know, the league lead right now is 11. So yeah. he he would have won the home run title before if he hadn't been called up. So yeah, yeah you know, two middle order guys got got called up. Is that um, enough to deflate the entire team? Though? Well, yeah, exactly. Um, 
In some instances, maybe yes. Some instances, maybe no. In, in this case, it, it's obviously not helped. Will they? Will we see some of these guys come back <laughs> now that the playoffs are here? Who knows, right? Very interesting question, yeah. Who about the Canadians? I, I, think, think, it would be, I think it would be tough just because they're in Canada. Um, right. To get, well, who knows? Well, if they were playing with them, then they obviously had their, hopefully they, had they, their passports. You hope they had their paperwork in order. I mean, last year, Boise, what, left? Six at the border for the final. Yeah. Um, but they've like, every and, and every it, team plays every team once. In well, and it depends on the organization. You know, like yeah. the, I know the, the the C's rave about the Blue Jays because they're always willing to spend money to 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 send players up from Bluefield mm-hmm. late in the season or whatever it may take. Like this year, you know, we got Phil Kish, who's been unbelievable since he's come down from mm-hmm. Lansing as the closer. Um, whereas when they were affiliated with Oakland, Oakland didn't want to spend a dime. There was no, yeah. you know, no issue. No reinforcements want, on the No way. <laughs> reinforcements. They would ask for guys, and Oakland would say, no, sorry. They just didn't want to spend well, any money. Because you got to pay for his flight, you got to pay for his passport money. And you exactly. You know, get, get him set up. Transportation. You, yeah. You know, it's probably not a ton of money, but it's money. Yeah. Um, so the, the Jays have no issues with it. Maybe Texas does. Who knows? Um, and like just before we went on air, we were talking about Rowdy Tellas and how I was very surprised that he skipped Vancouver mm-hmm. and went to uh, to Lansing when he was promoted. Maybe now that Lansing are done, I'm not not officially not maybe. 100 official, but maybe he comes down. You know, because there there is a a bit of a gap sort of first base. You know, McBroom is is, is starting to get tired. I think mm-hmm. you know, long college season. It's 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 quite it's consistent that we see these guys start to tire near the end of the year. They've played far more games than they've ever played. And he's any. he's tapered off as the year's gone along quite a bit. He's tapered off. The last three weeks have not been great mm-hmm. um, offensively. Um, so that's that's what confused me about the whole Tellus to Lansing thing is that there was a genuine need for someone to spell McBroom a bit at first, give mm-hmm. him a bit of a break. And for another power bat, you know, the C's roster is kind of built around speed and, and, and contact. So another kind of big bat in the middle of the order would have been nice, but... You're just jealous. You just wanted to see... Well, him. yeah. No, Tell yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled that I'm, <laughs> I'm getting to see Urena. I'm, I'm, now I'm a bit unsure. I was, I was 100% certain two weeks ago that Urena would have started the season here next year. But now that they've promoted him already... Yeah. Maybe both him and Barretto go up to Lansing next year. I I don't know. It, Double it should play be combination very interesting. with Lansing next year. Well, yeah. So it's 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 going to make for actually for some interesting decisions for uh, for C's manager John Snyder because you know um, the last couple of games uh, Tim Lacastro's DH'd and Gunnar Height who was hitting extremely well yeah. since he's been up has been on the bench so. A lot of people would question this. Let me make this perfectly clear. If someone like Richard Urena gets promoted, he's going to play. <laughs> he's a prospect. He's going to play. Um, so even though he started off with two hits in his first five games, people were probably crying, you know, bloody murder <laughs> after Gunnar Heights only seemed to hit doubles every time he came up. Yeah. Well, Heights a prospect, too. You can't say he's well, not. Nah, he was drafted in what... If, 13th round this year yeah, out of true. a senior when he wasn't a senior he was a junior sure he's a nice player but Richard Urino is a genuine like I will probably have him in my top 10 in the offseason mm. um, there, there is a directive um, from up above you know managers and coaches and stuff would like to 
try and say, oh, we put the best team out there. They don't. They they put who the organization wants them to play. Yeah. And They're Richard, not John Gibbons. They're yeah, to... Richard Urena was obviously, <laughs> I'm sure Charlie Wilson, when, when Urena was promoted, told them very succinctly, play him. Um, so yeah, so how they're going to fit in Urena, Le Castro, Height, Alexis Maldonado, who's played very well the last couple games. Um, mm-hmm. All those guys, you know, there's there's too many guys for two little holes. So we'll see what happens. Blue Jays lost a prospect today. There was a bit of a trade. Yeah, we should talk uh, about that a little bit. Uh, well, sure. We it was can straight talk about up, it. straight up, John Mayberry Jr. for Gustavo Pierre, who who's a bit of a non. Prospect, I think, mm-hmm. but, but so, so is, is Mayberry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so is Mayberry. Uh, I used to agree on something. Um, yeah, I don't really know much about John Mayberry Jr. I know I should. Strikes out a lot. Strikes out a lot. Lots of uh, power, but hasn't really so been able to put it together for long periods of time. So off the top of my head, uh, outfield depth. You know, they've got potentially they're losing two next year. Yeah. Um, PRA hit his first double A home run a couple nights ago in, in New oh, Hampshire. Geez, we should have kept him. <laughs> he's not much of a power guy, PRA. No. He's a slap slap hitter. Slap uh, hitter as a third speedy. baseman. So, yeah, that bat doesn't really play at third. And every time you hear third baseman, oh, yeah, don't worry. The position's covered by Brett Laurie at the next five. E- oh, what, no, he's going to be injured for four. Yeah, what? The, the 30% of the games that yeah. he actually plays? Yeah. I saw a good tweet about that. It said, I finally understand that commercial about the laundry mat when he's in there. Because the fan doesn't recognize him because Laurie never never plays anymore. <laughs> so that's why he doesn't know who he is. Because he's the one Blue Jay. That he just it was this guy again. What, what? You're not a Blue Jay. Who are you? That's awesome. That <laughs> guy's. I reckon you think. Yeah. No, who is that guy? No, huh? I think he might play for the Blue Jays. <laughs> but then he plays a lot for the GCL Jays, the Dunedin Jays, <laughs> and the Buffalo Bisons. He's as an well. org guy. He's yeah. he, he's nothing. Yeah. Injury prone. Yeah, but John Mayberry, like same thing with Batista. Like, everybody goes back to the Batista trade, like how they picked him up for nothing. You know, Robinson Diaz, who turned into a non-prospect, and he turned into something special. But Batista was always that guy who had lots of power, yeah. couldn't really put it together for any stretch of time at all. You know, moved around a bit. Mayberry could be the same thing. He's a he's a good athlete. You know, he's a big guy, plays the outfield. You can stick him somewhere. You know, I'm sure. Look, we got Pilar playing center field right now. <laughs> Brilliantly, I might add. <laughs> Very good defensively, although yeah. a couple of those diving ones. I don't know if he played it up a little bit or not, if he wanted to make his case a little bit Are better. Are you calling those, what, what is on the first one TV wasn't. dives? No, well, the, the first, first one, one wasn't. wasn't because he took I, a weird route to it. But I it was, play center field. Hang on, I play center field. And when a guy takes a massive hack at the ball you and breaks his bat, you always take a step back. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the, you have the, to teach yourself second, to the, take a step back. The right? second one... I think even Pat Tabler got it right, which is, you know, odd whoa, in itself. Whoa, 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 I think he expected <laughs> Reyes to come out and get that. But, of course, not having played with Jose Reyes a lot, he didn't realize that Jose Reyes has very, very little range <laughs> to zero. He's so fooled he, like the rest of us. He thought he was going <laughs> to... He thought he was going to actually go out and take the extra four steps to get it. But Reyes, by then, was quite tired. You have a better chance of Kawasaki coming yeah. away from second. So he, uh, he held up for a bit and then realized, oh, the old man's not coming out, so I need to go in and get it, and he, and he went and got it. Um, I've actually been thrilled with, with Pilar's play since he's come up. You know, they, they talk about hustle doubles and this and that. Um, but, and I know, I'm just, 
it, it's a bit sort of eye test stuff, yeah. but you know, he's he's had a few hits. He's made some nice plays in the outfield. There was a scary thought though that I saw. And it was maybe they're playing Pilar against righties so much now because they want to see what he can do against righties. Well, so they want to see if he can if they doing. if yeah. they can use him as an everyday outfielder, and that's that's scary to me. Like I, they're, well, if they're they starting might have next, to. that's the thing. Like the really, you know, like if they if they can't sign Melky, and I, you have to think they're going to make a concerted effort. But if he goes to free agency, he'll get big bucks. He's going to get big bucks. And Rasmus is gone. Well, Rasmus That's is two gone. two outfielders right there. So Ghost and Pilar are going to be your... Ghost, Pilar, and Batista are going to be our outfield next year, basically what you're saying. Well, no, because I think they're going to try and do something. And whether it's John maybe Jr., whether they go out and get someone else, um, I uh. don't know. Um, but, oh, man. you know, Rasmus is gone. Let's let's get over that hump. They ha- I feel they have to qualify him and get the draft pick... Simply because I think Rasmus doesn't take it no matter what. No. Um, and, and I think what you have to factor in, factor in, a lot of people are saying that, you know, budgetary constraints mean that, you know, they'll never, they'll never qualify him. And in a way, I agree with that. I, I don't want to pay, what's it going to be next year? Almost 13 million bucks. Probably. The, the, uh, but even if he does sign for that, that's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. Like, you could probably still trade him. If you want, if you didn't really want that contract, him. like he was, what did he yeah. have? He had the highest WAR of the other than Batista last year. Last yeah. year, this year he's been he's been atrocious back. last yeah. year. <laughs> um, but yeah, at thirteen million bucks, sure, I'd I'd take him back, yeah. but or trade him, which he'd be eminently tradable. Yeah. Or he's going to leave, which probably he is because trading probably a better option than taking the draft pick because at least you get a an yeah. asset that you're more aware of and yeah. is immediate. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, I was I was chatting to uh, to you and I was having beers with you and Ross, who is of course at Mentalk, who who we had on our first mm-hmm. her, our first podcast, and he said the same thing about um, what's his pickle last year. Um, <laughs> oh God damn! I'm having my usual weekly brain cramp. Position, the pitcher that we got in the uh, the Marlins trade. Oh, Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. He said, of course we should have qualified Johnson because you have to take into account the fact that most of these guys don't want to play in Toronto. <laughs> so they're going to, they're, they're not going to accept the offer simply to get away. Like he probably from day one wanted to go back to San Diego and have his Tommy John surgery there. Yeah. You know, so same thing with Rasmus. He makes all these noises. I like Toronto. I like to stop outside the Sky Dome and get my chicken dog and <laughs> yada, yada. He probably really deep down... Doesn't want to play in Toronto. Probably not. So doesn't want to play in the turf, all that malarkey. So qualify him. If he accepts it, which is, I think, a minute chance, trade you know, him. trade him. If, if you can't afford that $13 million bucks. But even better, if you can trade him, then yeah. even if you get spare parts for him, you're probably, would, would they get a first round? I guess that would be considered a... Well, it would be a sandwich round pick. Sandwich round, yeah. okay. Uh, technically a first round. Yeah, yeah, technically a supplemental round pick or whatever it's yeah. called. Which is valuable, no doubt. Yeah, uh, I'd love to have Wilson it. Morales a supplemental. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was. Who was he? Um, nah, I'm not going to get that off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they have to qualify him. Melky, you've got to qualify as well because you have to try and resign Melky. Yeah. Um, I would hope they, for the integrity of the franchise, guy has a year like that. You're going to try to your best to at least get yeah. him for another couple of years. 
But I think this is a this is a conversation we should maybe save till after the seas, mm. season's done because I'd really like to have an hour where we can talk about the Blue Jays roster sort right. of construction and makeup for next yeah. year and maybe get a guest on to uh, to help us out with it. Yeah. Um, so, seas. What else do we need to talk about then? Uh, we touched on Smarl's outing today and the win, and they're playing Spokane. Yeah, Urania's been good Urania's been since good. come up. Barreto's uh, still playing shortstop. Yeah, it's a bit surprising. Yeah, he's been he's his bat's been slowing down a bit. He hasn't hit a double in twelve games now. Obviously, he led the league. McBroom caught him last night, um, so tied. And I think someone else was only one behind him, so they might have even caught him. Any more franchise records broken? No, I I heard uh, Rob Fay in the pregame today talking about. I think it was a couple more RBIs would break that franchise record. Um, I wrote in my piece, you know, is he the NWA MVP? If he gets caught in two or three of these, because I think he was leading in singles, he was leading in hits, doubles, um, RBIs. If he gets caught in a couple of those, I don't think he wins the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, I think someone like Tendler will. Um, and, he, and he's been slumping. I mean, he, he had a hit last night, a hit tonight, both singles, walk last night. Um, he hit the ball hard first two times up today. He hit it hard, you know. When he makes outs, he makes loud loud outs. So, Especially at the net. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hit it right to the uh, the left fielder both times. So it's not like he's, you know, not getting good wood on the ball. He always seems to get it. Um, so hopefully he he comes around. But mm. whether he wins the league MVP, I'd I'd now be surprised. Yeah, I didn't think coming into the air he had much of a chance. But well, no, that's the thing. He's he's <laughs> far exceeded yeah. any of our expectations. He's he's been much much better. Than, the fact that he's even close to be yeah enough than, for most people <laughs> than I would have ever thought. He's <laughs> he's definitely put himself into the running of, uh, you know, he's going to be in my top five in the off season, maybe even top th- three. Who's so, who's the top? Who's number one? Well, Norris is is number one. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, he might even be off the prospect list after next year if he. Well, no, because even <laughs> if he gets called up, he 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 doesn't lose. No. But if he starts next year with the Jays, or you know. Well, yeah. So we're yeah. talking off season. Yeah, this off season for sure. This off season, top prospects, Daniel Norris is is going to be number one in. There's going to be no controversy ne- next year. This year was the Stroman Sanchez yeah. controversy, well, not like, controversy. Well, Bob de- Elliott's top ten Jays prospect list. Debate. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. What did he have? Well, he had from an anonymous scout. He had some tips. Oh, made he his gets top anonymous 10. scouts to give him. Like the MLB.com top 20 had Matt Dean at 14. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Matt Dean's a nice player, but he's not 14. Well, they, it didn't have Sanchez or Stroman, but it had Ghosts on the list. <laughs> Right, well. <laughs> Ghost was like number two or three or something. And there was, I don't understand how Ghost can qualify for it, but Sanchez and Stroman can't. But yeah, Ghost I'm, has played I, like, he has what, 250 plays? Yeah, races? I know, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a bit <laughs> loose in my rules when I do my top 30. I but say, if you're going to include Ghost, you got to include yeah, Sanchez exactly. and Stroman. <laughs> like Sanchez, Stroman are Blue Jays. Ghost yeah. for me is not a prospect. Yeah, a Osuna prospect was anymore. nine or something. Like how can you put a suit in a nine? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it was. I suggest you read it, maybe for the laughs. But <laughs> everybody needs laughs in their lives, Greg. <laughs> it's true. 
Um, I gotta, maybe I should look it up and get you to react send live, me the link, yeah. live here. What on the, the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> Is he crazy? <laughs> I've never even heard of this guy. What? <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't quite that bad, but it was not who you'd expect. So yeah, it won't no, be your list, Charlie. We'll say we'll put it that way. Yeah, you well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so so uh, Norris is is going to be number one on everyone's list, and then from there is where it gets interesting. Is it Pompey? Is it Pompey? I never, thought, I never saw him as a, a guy that could be a top three. Prospect, well, no, nor, nor did I. I mean, yeah. he does, but he. I mean, all the reports you read, he does everything really well. Yeah. I still worry about his bat a bit, but. He's, you know he's, he's going up to it. Buffalo and he's and he's getting the job done. Um, what was your tweet? Every time you see a Buffalo box score, you assume Pompey yeah, singled well, and scored. Well, if I see a run in the first <laughs> inning, I just assume that he singled and scored. Yeah. And every time I open it up, he singled and scored. You know he's got yeah. plus plus speed. Uh, another Twitter correspondent of mine um, at Clutchling seventy seven who who he's got his own blog as well. He went mm-hmm. and saw him the other day and he was saying the same thing, you know, you you've got to see it live to uh to believe how quick he is. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, he's going to be up there as soon as going to be up there Barreto. Um I'm going to have Smoral up there, but you know I would too. Yeah. So who else? Osuna definitely up there. Well, yeah, soon it's going to be an interesting case because he, he threw today, but he only threw two innings. So obviously Dunedin are kind of giving everybody a, mm-hmm. a couple of innings. Uh, Cole and Miguel Castro piggybacked yesterday, got a couple of innings in. So they're just sort of getting their staff yeah. kind of orientated for the uh, the playoffs, which start, uh, do they start Tuesday as well? I'm not sure. Uh, the one for the Canadians does, yeah. Yeah, the Canadians definitely start Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the other teams, but yeah. It, I'm guessing it's about the same. So yeah. Um, yeah. So, but with Buffalo not making the playoffs now, and again, I'm not going to 100% guarantee that, but I'm I'm pretty sure with their loss um, tonight, they don't. Then they came so close, though Buffalo. Yeah, they did a really good job, and I read that article from. I'd like to say it was John Lott. About how close the uh, you know the clubhouse has been down there, and mm-hmm. how they've how they've really come together as a team. Narrative, narrative, narrative. <laughs> um, oh come on! So it's nice, but then who's you know the rosters expand when? Tomorrow or the next day? It must be Tuesday. First, it's the first, I think. So tomorrow. So tomorrow. So who comes up? For the Jays? Yeah. Ghosts, obviously. Well, yeah, you got to get... Well, and some pitchers who, who've Ooh. been up and down, like Rob Rasmussen. We, we said last see. podcast, Pilar, if he didn't come up, <laughs> but then he jumped the gun a bit when they DFA'd Reimold, which was a bit of a curious move. Yeah, you know uh, what? It was a bit of a curious move. Um, hit a home run today for Arizona, I saw. Um, oh, is he in their in yep. the lineup? Wow. Yep. So, yeah, you're right. That was a bit curious, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's not someone that's going to win or lose them mm-hmm. the American League East um, but uh, you know if they're trading for John Mayweed Jr isn't that sort of a samey kind of player pretty much unless they hit from different sides of the plate and this, this, are is, always this done is where well. I look like an idiot <laughs> well Rimmel's always done well but he's just been injury prone like that was the knock on him with Baltimore fans was oh he's great when he's in the lineup but uh. he's never in the lineup he's always got some sort of devastating injury that he can't play so. 
And here's the thing for me, you know, if if someone's in double A and a team leaves him unprotected and he gets picked up and then another team has him and sees him and then leaves him unprotected, he's not going to be a superstar. You know, and and you go back to the Bautista thing and obviously Edwin Encarnacion went yep. to Oakland as well and, yep. and they left him unprotected. So I guess there's a chance, but for the most part, you know, we're we're looking at two of the most unbelievable examples in mm. history that this it's not going to work out. Rymel's going to be a nice piece, maybe a fourth outfielder. He's he's not going to be an integral member. He's not going to be an everyday outfielder for the yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. Um, so, you know, it's not a huge loss. Um, I don't know who's on the 40-man roster right now. I remember I was I was reading something from uh, from Stoughton over at Junk Jays fans, and he, he pulled out a couple names that were... I had no idea who they were. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting, aside from the usual guys, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Norris is moving to the bullpen. He's, he's he's pitched there today, actually, from the bullpen. Did he? Yeah, it was third appearance from the bullpen. Yeah. Norris? Yeah. I thought his start was meant to be Tuesday and he was going to uh, come up. No, he he pitched today for, for Buffalo. Whatever. What do you know? <laughs> um... <laughs> So yeah, so does what he come up? I but know. you to to bring him up, you got to clear space, don't you? Um, if if you want to bring up something like Pompey, you got to clear space. So how uh, clear space from the forty men for the from the forty men? Yeah. yeah. So there's there's roster machinations to uh, potentially take place. Should be bye assume- bye Santos. I think he's off. The, they sent him down. Well, he got DFA. So yeah, he's, he's off. He's off. Um, but he was off before, wasn't he? But he came back. Came back. Oh, yeah, he pitched right. the one Danny time. Danny Norris pitched today. Well, I'll be. Two you innings, gotta, three strikeouts, one, me. Come one on, walk. Get, I'm the host for a reason, Charlie. <laughs> you always say that you're the funny one, but I am I have the information and the funny now. Apparently. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. Pompey, two for four today with a double. Yeah, the kid, kid can play. Let's, let's base it all off one day's performance. Um, I'm pretty sure Russ Adams went two for four a couple times too. I think he was a great ball player, right? Do they bring up Brett Wallace? Who knows? Ooh, finally make his Jays debut. His, his, Jays his long debut. awaited with Anthony Ghost. Imagine the irony. We're all like, yeah, we got him both somehow. What kind what? of world am I living in? Alex, I actually know a guy that got a Wallace, a Wallace Jays jersey too. Really? Can finally busted out. <laughs> he didn't get his money back like they were for <laughs> Andrew Wiggins Cleveland jerseys. They were giving their money back. Oh man. No, I don't know about that. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting who they bring up. Wallace is actually, I've, he's been hitting well in Buffalo, hasn't he? Well, he's hitting 276, so he's okay. been hitting okay. He's been hitting with power. But well, not. maybe that's his total average for the season in, in AAA. Yeah, well, he had that one game where he hit three home runs, including a walk-off grand slam. Yeah. That was about a week ago or so. Maybe he's finally pulled it together. Um. Yeah, maybe. Probably not, though. <laughs> Um, Maybe, but probably not. Yeah, That's I think the, it, the sample size for him is, in fact, large enough that we can assume yeah. he's not a very good hitter. Not the way we thought him to be, at least. Whereas Dalton Pompey, we still need a bit of a, a, a look. Yeah. But hey, don't get me wrong, I'd love to see him in Toronto, but I think what's the hurry for him? You know, why why start the clock now? Why clear a spot on the, on the 40 man well yeah that's the other thing people don't understand they're oh call yeah call this guy up call this guy we'll bring them all the prospects up it's like well 
there's a clock. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you know, you, you lose a year from a guy just so you can see what he does in September in a nothing month when you're probably not going to make the playoffs. Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing. And uh, I know um, Campbell the other day on the on the pregame kind of suggested to Greg's on that just like you said, maybe there are giving Kim Pillar the opportunity just to see what he can do. And Zon, of course, got mad. Weird. Um, well, you can't do that. You know, you got to be fair to the other guys. You know, you got to put your best team on the field to win, but they're not going to make the playoffs. If, what are they, five games out? I don't know what they are, but, you know. With a month to go. With a month to go and coming off what was one game away from their worst statistical month in history. Yeah. Um, well, they were the worst team in the majors. They were the worst team in the majors over the last month. So for anyone to expect them to go on the run that they need to go on, which I think someone put on, I think in fact it was our old buddy Blue Jay Hunter that said, you know, a few days ago they had to go 22-7, and seven, and then it was 23-6, and six, and then it was da-da-da. So pretty much now I think we're at the point where they have to win every game in September. Well, they just had a three-game set against the team that they're chasing, the Yankees, and they gained one game. Yeah. In three and now games. they go to Tampa. Is it Tampa that they go to now? Uh, I'm not sure where they're doing next. Um, a team that historically they struggle with, it, at the Trop at least. Yeah. Um, and then they're in Boston, which you know you, yeah. th- you think is easy. but They the are Jays- playing all the right teams, and then they play Seattle as well. So the, yeah. all the teams they're facing, they're, they're trailing, they end up facing. And if you're going to gain some ground, that's what you're going to have to do because... You know, you could you could win your games, but you still have to hope the other team loses their games. And if you're not playing them, like now when they're chasing the Yankees, if they win three in a row, okay, what what if the Yankees win two of three in their series? Okay, you only gained one game. Like, yeah. it, hey, but playing you have- that game for the entire month, it's hard to catch up from five games down. Well, yeah. You know. But I went to Seattle, and I saw them play Seattle, and it didn't go particularly well. That's yeah. true. And then they've got, what, six against Baltimore. They're, Baltimore are done. They're gone. Yeah, and well done in Baltimore. I mean, I, I I never would have predicted that whatsoever. They're off and running. Yeah. And then they got Diaz. Traded for Diaz. Who? Alejandro Diaz. I've got no idea who that is. Ba- Chicago White Sox. Oh, really? Outfielder. Who did Adam Dunn go to? He Oakland. went to Oakland. And Baltimore also got somebody else as well. I can't think of it right now, but who else did they acquire? Uh, this is going to bug me. I got to look it up. But Baltimore made a couple trades. Yeah, so here you go. I've got the Jays' 40-man roster up. Colt Hines yeah. is on the 40-man. I've got no idea who that is. And infielders, Matt Haig. Do you know who Matt Haig is? I've heard his name a few times. but As in the Haig, like where the the war crimes... <laughs> trimmed, <laughs> no, I, he was acquired. A few, he was off waivers, I think, a few weeks ago. Like a really? week and a half ago. Yeah. Kelly Johnson was the other And Oriole, John Mabry Jr. Way. is now on the 40-man as well. So there you the, go. This is a big news. Kelly Johnson is on the Orioles now. Do you know what that means? Yeah, he's played in all five, all teams, five teams in the ALE over the last two years. Yeah, that's yeah, that's massive deal. news. Absolutely massive. Big deal. <laughs> you remember the Aaron Hill deal for Kelly Johnson? That was a big deal when it happened. Aaron Hill and Johnny Mack. Yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? Aaron Hill went on to have this massive season, but now what's back Aaron Hill do? Yeah, he's normal. back to <laughs> replacement, maybe even sub-replacement. <laughs> Yeah, um, um, yeah. I, I I'm trying to figure out where Haig was acquired from. Um, Pirates. Go. He was on the Pirates. Awesome. Yeah. So, and what is he? 
He's a first baseman. First baseman. Oh, yeah, I remember a couple of tweets saying blah, blah, blah. He's a power blah. So, yeah, so... He's a power blah. Yeah, so, I mean... Bodes <laughs> well for if, his if, if we bring up Dan Norris, one of these pitchers has got to go. Um, who who goes? And don't forget, Brendan Morrow is due to come off the DL quite That's soon. That's right. Yeah. Um, so that the Jays can see him a couple of times before deciding not to pick up his $10 million option. Oh, uh, no, there's no way. Yeah, so... But he won't go anywhere else. He he owes it to the Jays. No. Yeah, I think loyalty has a big thing in baseball. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. They rehabbed him. They brought him back to where he yeah. was. Like McGowan, the same, same kind of Yeah, thing. I think they, they he will really take that into account and take a cut-rate deal to be a reliever in the Jays system yeah. rather than taking a big-money deal to go start somewhere else. We say that now, but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll um, see if he doesn't. Someone will be dumb enough to pay him ten million bucks a year to yeah. start. Man, and maybe it's not dumb. Maybe he will come back. I mean, his injuries have not been structural; they've been stupid. Yeah. You know, finger sheaths and toenails, and you know, he burns <laughs> his hair and stuff like that. Like just dumb injuries. It's not like he's had Tommy John or or like uh, Pineda torn his labrum or, or a McGowan situation where he had the well, shoulder. Yeah. Rotator cuff, exactly. But McGowan so, was kind of he's he, diabetic, he was a mixture, which yeah. you know may have an, may be an issue. And you know, obviously, McGowan is as well. McGowan was having problems where he said yeah. that he was getting tired. Um, and he, then he during his rehab tore his one of his knee ligaments. Yeah, <laughs> he was jogging backwards or something, and he tore his knee uh, ligament. So then he the, missed another six months. And yeah, yeah. I think we yeah I think we can. This is yeah. We'll definitely talk about more when we have a bit of a. A Blue Jays roster yeah. construction. He's an show. interesting one to look at because you never really factor him in. Well, no, and, and you would think if a team like the Yankees would say, "Yeah, ten million bucks for a, for a, a high leverage reliever, possible starter." Yeah, they took that, on Brandon McCarthy. For yeah, God's exactly. Sake. That's like, a rounding they'll, they'll error. Take Mar- they'll take Morrow for who, sure. Who cares? But uh-huh. if the the Jays budget is up against the wall, like we all think that it is, then they're going to pay him his two hundred fifty k or whatever it is to to go take a walk. Mm-hmm. And maybe I think Haps. What is Haps' option? Like six point five, which is a far more less sexy option, but it's cheaper, and you're pretty sure that Haps gonna, you know, get you team option. Because uh, I don't I, think. Yeah. Well, no, Hap wouldn't have a. Well, no, would it, it's it's his Houston contract, I guess. So I was gonna say, you know, there's no way Anthopolis would sign a player option, obviously. But um, but Hap, there's no way if it is a player option, he's ever going to take it. He's been dying to get out since day what? one. Why? Why would you want to get out? It's AstroTurf. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the turf. He just doesn't like the way they've they've treated. He's a number two starter, number one starter in and his why mind. Isn't Jay he's a he's a staff there. ace. Jay? He's actually pitched pretty well the last he few. He has, you know. So I have no nothing against Jay Happ. It's just <sighs> his whining and 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 crying doesn't really. Sit well with doesn't you. appeal to the the fan base, I guess. But not that it has to, you know. You're ball player as long as you win games, all that matters. But yeah, when it comes to situations like this, when the player option comes up or the the team option comes up in the air, then there you go, six point seven team option. Team option. There you go. So they'll probably take it. I would say that yeah, for a back end starter, that's a, that's a steal. That's that's a steal. I mean, there's. Uh, I'd love to see him try and trade one of their. Supposed front end starters that cost a lot more money, um, 
and make room for some of the younger guys. But well, next year you got Stroman, you got Sanchez. Yeah. Norris probably not at the start, but maybe halfway through the year. Yep. Um, Hutchinson or Hutch, Hutchison, sorry. Um, he's he's guaranteed to be at least a number three guy. Mm-hmm. And Dickey's signed for another year. Mm-hmm. App has the option. There's your rotation. You know, one of those guys struggles or gets hurt, then speed up Norris a little bit. You forgot one guy, the twenty-two million dollar man. The lefty soft tosser that is Mark. Oh, Mr. Burley. Burley yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, you got Burley in there too. Yeah. Yeah, he signed and there, for quite a few And there years. is a guy that I'd really like to see get traded. Yeah. Just, you know, I love him, love the love the way he pitches, but for 22 million bucks, yeah. there's so much more you could do with that money. There and you it, go. That's that's happen Morrow plus half of Melky's salary right yeah. there. And you don't need him. Like He's not a necessity yeah, in this exactly. rotation. You'd much rather have a guy like Sanchez or Stroman start every fifth day rather than, well, not even more so than Burley, but you you want to see the guys that you've developed, I guess, get those starts rather than Well, I mean, Burley. again, I think this is for another podcast, but yeah, I'd love to see a rotation that includes Stroman, Sanchez, and Norris, but that rotation is going to need time to bet in. You know, yeah. we can't expect the moon from them right off the That's hop. what I'm thinking, hold off Norris for the yeah. first while. So we, the Jays are at an interesting time because the Bautista Encarnacion prime years are, are sort of on, on the way down, whereas these guys are on the way up, but neither of them are in the middle. So it it's almost like you're developing this young pitching staff with an aging core of hitters. You yeah. know, what you need something, a buffer in the middle, and they just don't have that right now. So they're going to have to make some trades or – Sign some players, which they have kind of shown an unwillingness to do mm-hmm. as of late. Obviously, they signed Navarro to whatever it was, fifty million bucks, and and Meiser Sturis. Oh. Which let's remember, Meiser Sturis played for this team this year. at one point. This, this year, year. He, he started off really well. Yeah, well, he was the second baseman. <laughs> but yeah, we could say the same as Brett Laurie. Remember when Brett Laurie used to play for this team? <laughs> Anyways, let's yeah. talk about the minor leagues. Yeah, let's. That's, so that's da- another story. Danine and Vancouver. Teams to watch. Um, teams to watch. Dunin have, have been atrocious. Um, they've sort of pulled a Spokane. Um, very, very good. Set this club record first half. Um, haven't been so good. Obviously, they were decimated for a while by promotions. Norris, uh, Boyd went up, uh, Pompey, um, all yeah. those guys went up. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they've sort of kind of been getting a few guys back, not the same guys. Well, aside from Boyd went back down, Cole was up and down to New Hampshire. Mm. Um, but then they had a few, you know, Miguel Castro's gone gone there, Roberto Asuna's gone there, uh, Mitch Ney was promoted from Lansing. Well, they had Norris to start, right? They, well, yeah, they... so you, I, I would have expected after those guys were initially promoted after the All-Star break that they would, that they would go downhill a bit, but now that they're starting kind of getting some reinforcements... I was expecting them to play better, and, and, and they're still losing. I mean, yeah. the last couple of days they've just been, I think, yes, they had a doubleheader, and they didn't score in either game. Wow. Um, I could be wrong. <laughs> the maybe, pitching has not been too, the problem. No, the pitching has been absolutely fine. It's, it was, Osuna's still down there, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's, he started today 3-2. Yeah. Um, and Castro's there right now, too. Castro piggybacked yesterday with Cole. Yeah. Um, so as I said, so I They've got a good rotation set up for the I playoff. Th- it looks like they're trying to align the rotation. If I had to guess... I would say, let's bring up their schedule now. 
Um, so they have they're away on the Tuesday because they won the first half, so they got to decide. So they're they're hosting Wednesday, Thursday. I would say Matt Boyd starts Tuesday. Away it says at to be decided. I was pretty certain that it was the Daytona Cubs that were going to win the second half. So, which I think, again, don't quote me, is a is a rematch of last year's FSL um, first round, North mm. North Div first round, or North Division final. Um, so I'm I'm guessing we'll go Matt Boyd, Cole, and then maybe Castro. Or Asuna. I don't know how they're going to make that work. Maybe Castro and then Asuna if they get through. Save um, them for the next. Yeah. yeah. Which is exciting, you know, but I had this argument with uh, C's pitching coach Jim Sykowski last year because in game one last year, they started Austin Bibbins Dirks, who is a 27 year old yeah. organizational, you know, never going to make the majors guy. He went up to Buffalo, though. This well, year. yeah, he's been, he's been all over the place. He's been in Buffalo, he's been in Double A, he's been in Dunedin. Um, you know, he's the guy that is sort of kind of the, puts out a fire whenever they need it. Um, <laughs> when they had guys like Aaron Sanchez and, and they'd promoted Daniel Norris late in the season, you know, if you're promoting Norris and this year, Miguel Castro and Asuna, Surely you're promoting these kids for a reason, just like I just said about Urena. You're promoting these kids to play. Right. So why not start them? Why not put them in that situation? You know, Austin Bibbin Dirks is I'm sure he's a great guy, but he's org filler. Now But they this, want uh, they want to win, right? They, they, yeah, well yeah. So do you, how badly do they want to win? I don't know. You know, I I uh, Well if you think from the manager's perspective, oh look, I won the FSL championship two, three years yeah, in a row. Like uh, I said, I don't think managers get a ton of say. You know, they, they do, but they if, can make if, a case if for the it. organization says this kid's playing, they're playing. Um, and just like that, Mitch Ney has been, you know, he's been batting nine since he's been needing, but they've always said to him, Mitch Ney is going to play, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and same with Urena, he's a shortstop, but they've said to him, okay, if you want to keep Brett out short, fine. Well, no, I bet you the Jay said, yeah, let's keep right out short for now, but Urena's going to play, so let's figure this out. Um, so I would, you know, it'd be preferable to me to see Castro and Asuna get the first two starts. Of mm-hmm. course, you know, there's a caveat that both Matt Boyd and, and Taylor Cole are pretty young, you know, they're fringy prospects, mm-hmm. whereas ABD was, he's a nothing prospect. Yeah. So it, uh, it's going to be interesting for um, for Dunedin. Dwight Smith Jr. has had a very good year for them. Um, I think he's the highest OPS uh, as an outfielder. He's hit with power yeah. in that league. Yeah, yeah, he's he's put up 11, 12 home runs somewhat. Yeah. Um, Emilio Guerrero is an interesting player. Um, Christian Lopes obviously has been a bit of a disappointment. Um, so we'll see how they do. You know, pitching for them is going to be their their strength. Yeah. Dwight um, Smith is another name I wish we talk about a bit more. Well, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think that's for everybody. They wish like, why, why don't Where, we talk yeah. more about Dwight Smith? <laughs> you know, he's he's going to the AFL. He's a he's going to be one of the taxi squad squad members of the. I don't think the Jays are affiliated with the Salt River River Rats or whatever. They're, it's a different team this year. Um, I guess taxi the Salt squad River, means River Rats. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I got that totally wrong. Um, <laughs> Taxi something squad like means you're only activated for Wednesdays or something like that. 
so you only get to play on Wednesdays. Um, it's Lucky a, day. It's yeah, <laughs> bit of an interesting designation. Um, Don't be going out drinking Tuesday night. Yeah, play exactly. On Wednesday, the one day you get to play. <laughs> oh, sorry, coach, I've got the flu. <laughs> um, which I think a lot of the C's are going to be saying tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's sitting with flu-like symptoms. The Roxy flu. So is he. So is he. So is all right. Um, flu-like symptoms. Um. <laughs> So yeah, Dwight Smith has had a he's had a really nice year. Um, and I was having a chat with uh, another Twitter correspondent. You know, why hadn't he been promoted? And I just think you know it was a bit of a numbers game mm-hmm. above and obviously, you know, he doesn't really project as anything. You know, he's a he's a fourth outfielder. He doesn't have the power to play the corners, although he has hit for power this year. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have the the speed and the defensive ability to play to play center field. Um, so we'll see, but one thing he's done is, is hit this year. You can't deny him that. So one thing that people were unsure about with him. Yeah. And he's done it. Oh my God. My baseball reference is just pissing me off right now. It doesn't bring up anything. (laughs) Um, your spelling is atrocious. That's all it is. No, it's not. that. (laughs) Well, you got to think, um, Dwight Smith and, uh, I'm having a Charlie moment. Can't remember his name in Lansing. Outfield. Oh, uh, DJ Davis. DJ Davis. Who progresses faster out of those two? Well, you think they're on sort of a similar track right now? No. Right? Well, I think Dwight Smith will go to Double A next year. I'm trying to th- off the top of my head who would be the other outfielders. You know, Kenny Wilson's still in the system now, isn't he? But you never know how contracts. Workout, like yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's hard to predict yeah. that level um, now. Yeah, you always get the random signings and yeah, people like Matt Haig. Yeah, um, <laughs> he could end up in Double A. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, there you go. Now I'm having the Charlie Kasky brain cramp. The guy <laughs> that came up and played um, right field for the Jays is back down in Double A. Oh, Glenn. Brad Glenn. Brad Glenn. Yeah. yeah. So. It's hard, and that's just shuffling because Pompey came up. You know, they they had to shuffle him around and and make some room. And how you do you know, judge your year at the end of that, though? Well, I started in AAA, then I got called up to the Jays, yeah, and I finished the year in Double I don't really know how to make my year, what to make of my year, because I've been everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Smith hit twelve home runs, eight triples, twenty eight doubles, and fifteen stolen bases. Not bad, eight nineteen OPS. Uh, you know he's he, he's definitely deserving of a promotion. Is he older or younger than Davis? Oh, he's got to be older. Davis was a really really young draft. That's pick. true. I keep thinking he's uh, been around the system for so long. I keep yeah, thinking he, he's older, he but was, he's not. He was seventeen when he was drafted. Yeah. yeah so Smith is uh, twenty one. Okay. Oh, I'm, not I'm that gonna, much. I'm gonna guess Davis has probably just turned twenty. Oh, would you look at that? My baseball reference isn't working. <laughs> You got some technical difficulties on today's podcast. Yeah. Sorry, I've been swearing a lot, too. I've had a couple beers. I'm having a shock top lemon shandy right now. Uh, no less. That's what's going on over there. Um, so, yeah, again, you know, it's going to be fun kind of trying to predict minor league rosters for next season. And, sure. and it's going to be drafts and fun. non-drafted free agents. <laughs> Uh, July 25th, 94. So, yeah, he literally just turned 20, Davis. Wow, he's so in 94. He's, yeah, he's so young, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like, everybody, t- like, we talk about, 
you know, Miguel Castro, I, whenever I, I talk to Jeff oh. Ware about Castro, he's like, oh, he's only a 19-year-old kid, but he's he's 94 as well. Yeah. He's December, so he turns 20 in December. He's almost a 95. So it makes you th- just realize yeah. how young DJ Davis is and how much rope maybe we should be giving him. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, when it comes to prospect list time, I'm not going to give him much rope, but mm-hmm. he is still very young. Um, hey, it makes you think twice once you see their age. <laughs> yeah, they're just kids. Yeah, so much time to develop. There's some guys that don't even make it till they're 26, 27. Yeah. You just start scratching the surface of their potential. Brad Glenn. Brad Glenn. Not that he's a prime example. Well, yeah. Well, he is Scott, a example. Scott Copeland came up to uh, to Buffalo and had a couple of great starts, and then he's gone back down to New Hampshire. Again, just a numbers game, but you know, he's 26, 27, and... You know, Kendall Graveman, who's been an unbelievable story this year, just, you know, kind of, he said he had a eureka moment when he was in Dunedin mm-hmm. and figured out that if he threw his four-seamer a certain way, it it was a cutter. Mm-hmm. And he's been, you know, with his two-seamer, which is basically a sinker, he doesn't throw particularly hard, but he's been able to throw this cutter-sinker mm-hmm. combination and get tons of ground balls. They're not your typical sexy prospect when they're 26, 27, but you can get some very serviceable major leaguers out of those guys. And, oh, yeah. And they can turn into something. So. Yep. So you can't overlook them. You can't just write them off. You have to actually you know, give them the time of day, right? <laughs> True. Everyone loves the, the Barretos and the, and the Castros that are under 20 and doing stuff in the minors, but... You know, well, yeah, I mean, the, but the if they're, if they're 26, 27, you, you would expect them to be... To have shown something by that. Well, point. yeah, they're in AAA and they're, and they're mashing in AAA. They're not 25 in the Northwest League like Boomer Collins. Sorry, Boomer. Love your name, but... Speaking of the Bob Elliott list, Boomer Collins. You're effing kidding me. No. You know, I got a tweet from my original extended spring training source and he said that they were so high on Boomer because they thought he was another Kevin Pillar. Really? Honestly, yeah. Even though Pillar is still younger than Boomer? Still younger and (laughs) always hit. (laughs) Not something Boomer has shown. I gotta find this list. I I have to pull it up. Well, yeah, now now we have to find it. I have to find it. Man, I I don't know. Maybe maybe he took it off because people were making fun of it so much. (laughs) I can't seem to find it anywhere. Come on, yeah. Bob. He wouldn't pull something down. So, yeah, the Canadians, <laughs> um, I reckon, what do we got? So, Berecki will get bumped from tomorrow. He'll start game one. Mallard to Wednesday night yeah. in Spokane. And then, uh, if necessary, Hyro. Um, if, if it's one and two by the seas, which is entirely possible, of course. Um, they'll go to the winner of Hillsborough Boise. Which will most likely be Hillsborough. You would expect Hillsborough has <laughs> been the best team in the league so far. Um, and then it would be Hyro, Matt, Smoral, and then uh, Berecki again, I guess. All right, here we go. Where, oh, maybe, okay, Colin, Boomer wasn't on the list, but in the same article he had a big... A big piece about him. Um, okay, well, we're, yeah. let's just do the list for now. I think that was maybe in a different article. I don't know. I saw something about Boomer Collins. I okay, right. I lied. You've been talking a lot of smack. Is what you're uh, number one, Daniel Norris. Number where's two? It's all out of order. 
That's odd. Well, the fact that he's got ghosts, the fact he's got Chase DeYoung at six. Yeah. Um, Toronto at seven. Now I. Yeah. Maybe, I this liked, is, maybe this is something else. I don't know. Maybe I pulled up the wrong. Maybe thing. you're just nuts. Maybe I am nuts. I saw Toronto pitch yeah. last night. He pitched two innings. Um, yeah. I can see why people like him a lot. His arm speed is absolutely off the charts. Mm. Um, throws his slider, his fastball from the exact same slot. Um, slider is tight. A uh, lot of movement, a lot of late movement. Uh, fastball, two-seamer with incredible arm side run. He just can't command it, and that's going to be his problem. And if yeah. he can start to command both his pitches, and he's got a change-up, which you know, he doesn't really need to throw in his current relief role, um, he could be, he really, really could be something special. I can see why people liked him so yeah. much. Um, but until he can start to command those, uh, well, the fastball mainly, <laughs> then he's he's destined for the bullpen. Is it, that's Toronto? Yeah. Yeah, he's with the Canadians right now, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's not doing much. They're not really using him. No, they're using him as much as they can. He was there for, he pitched two last night. He'll um, He'll pitch. You know, they're, they're trying to get him in as many games as they can. Just short little bursts. Yeah. Just get him yeah. a bit of confidence. Get him out there. Um, hmm. So, yeah. He's, he was, man, when, uh, the first couple sliders he threw, my jaw literally dropped. And even the guys charting next to me were like, holy moly. You know, that is good. Because yeah. he very... throws it with such a tight spin, and he throws it so hard, his arm comes through so hard yeah. that there's no way a hitter could pick it up pick up the fact that it's breaking ball whatsoever. Yeah. And it, it's just such short bursts of it though, right? They're like they're you don't Well, well see yeah, it but for I mean any, any length of time you're not seeing the, the consistency from them. Well no, we've never seen a consistency no. from them. Therein, Greg, lives the problem. <laughs> um, Darren, who'd have thought consistency would be a problem with the prospect? With a, with a short season guy, yeah. <laughs> oh well. Right. So uh what else I can see? We're uh, we're getting up to the hour fifteen mark. Yeah, we're getting up to the end here. What I'm else do we need to cover? I find uh, find this article. I can make you laugh. But, in our uh, in our celebration of the seas, the air of inevitability as they go for a fourth straight. Yeah, I can't think of a four-peat that's been done in any sport really at any level. I can't think of any. Uh, the New York Islanders won four Stanley Cups between 1980 and yep. 1984. That's correct. Did I get the years right? One. I've got no uh, idea. We can, we can fact I know, check I know you. they beat the Vancouver Canucks in 82 because King Richard did not lead us to Look, the cup. Here's the article. We found it. Collins is the next boomer. That's the title. Yeah. And a scout's rankings of the Blue Jays prospects. There you go. Number one, Daniel Norris. Yep. Everyone can get that right. Of I'm course. I'm pretty sure my, if I had a dog, my dog could get that right. Yep. Uh, number two, Anthony Ghost, okay, <laughs> which is yeah. where it starts to go kind of. Yeah. All right. Um, the, the quote next to Ghost is, he got hurt by having an option, but it all works out. Eventually, someone else will be sent out, and he'll stay. He's fearless, and I've seen a lot of, Balls on the track that Colby Rasmus didn't get to that Ghost catches easily. Yeah, well, he's a better um, outfitter than Colby, no doubt. Dalton Pompey is number three. Okay, I can live with that. It. Yeah, you can live with that. Number four, Franklin Barreto. And for some reason, they quote Wayne Gretzky about his thing. Well, I just read it. He said, he's talking about how he's 18. That's fine. <laughs> I can live with that. 
Uh, five, Kendall Graveman, which he climbed climb the ladder, you know, pretty quickly this yeah, year. Yeah, I wouldn't have him at five, but sure. Uh, number six, High Road Labort. You know, okay. High ceiling kind of guy, a lot of walks. But, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't have him at six, but okay. <laughs> Seven, Mitch Ney, who was in Lansing this year, but he's not. Yeah, he's kind of considered him a top ten. Uh, fringy top ten. Not, a not seven. seven. No. <laughs> Eight, Roberto Osuna. I would have Osuna of, of Renee, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, no, you'd have him over fucking Kendall Graven as well. You would? Yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine, Francisco Grisescui, who we've seen here in Vancouver, or v- Grisescui, or whatever you say. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a reliever at short season ball. This is stupid. Yeah. Like the, the last sentence of the, the quote on him. Plus fastball? Oh, plus fastball. Big leaguer? Maybe. He's your number nine yeah. prospect. When there's definite big leaguers in the system, you could fill Well, that there's no such thing as a definite well, okay. big leaguer, but... A better bet than Francisco. A better bet than old FG, yeah. <laughs> and then 10, Mike Kraus in New Hampshire. <laughs> you know, I was listening to uh, <laughs> Around the Nest last week, and they were throwing out, like, someone said that, oh, and... Uh, I'm not trying to throw Ben Wagner under the bus or anything like that, or mm. who, whoever the New Hampshire guy, Ben Wagner's the Buffalo guy. Right. Um, but someone had kind of suggested to him that Mike Krause kind of projects as a uh, Giancarlo Stanton type, and it's like, what? Whoa. Seriously? Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and, and the New Hampshire guy sort of laughed at all. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be Giancarlo Stanton, but I can see sort of where they would get that. And it's like, who mentioned that? Jesse said maybe that? no 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 oh, not okay. one of the guys on maybe someone on Twitter or something like oh, that okay. or someone at the park or whatever it was yeah. someone else. Um, yeah, apparently Kraus is freakishly athletic, but has shown uh, quite a bit that he's not particularly good at baseball. He's much better than me, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> you know this year has been has been good, and apparently he hits big home runs and 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 can run a ton and and can play the outfield so. You know, and it's from Coquitlam, so hey, mm-hmm. you know, I want him to to do well. But anyone that puts some ten on a on a top ten top ten list, yeah, is, well, you're you're better off drunker going. than I am right now. <laughs> you're better off going with um, Pompey as your next Canadian to make the Blue Jays over Kraus. I would I would say. Um, I bet you we could even come up with a, another Canadian ahead of him. Let's wow. go with Andrew Case here at the here with the Vancouver <laughs> Canadians. <laughs> There you go. You know, he's, I, I he's, he's got a 411 slugging percentage in New Hampshire. Seriously? Giancarlo fucking Stanton? 411? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa now, Charlie. Come on. Sorry, I'm swearing way too hey. much. Nine nine home runs. Yeah. Repeated Dunedin. He's still young for the level, yeah. according to baseball reference, but I think uh, we can officially sign him off as a non-prospect. Mm-hmm. What, what are they saying about Boomer? Oh, they just talk about how how he's such a great hitter um, and where he got his nickname from. <laughs> he's played more games in the outfields for the Canadians than Rome, other than Roman Fields. He's the only other player. Really? Yeah. Well, la-di-da. I did not know that. Yeah. You know, know how uh, he got his name? Do you know how he got Boomer? Uh, no. He's... He was born during a tornado and a lightning strike went off right before he was born. And the doctor said, oh, there's a boomer. And then he was born. Said, okay, we'll have to call him. There's another boomer. There wow. he is. Uh, he's been boomer since birth. Uh, you know what? 
Chris Carlson surpassed him today in, in games. games. Okay, this article was written on the 21st. Yeah. So. yeah, so it's a bit behind. And it's good to see, actually, Jonathan Davis made his return to the starting lineup yesterday after his broken hamate bone. Did I say that right? Or I always thought it was hamate. 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 Whatever. Is it is it a Japanese term? <laughs> I did live in Japan for a while, so a yes. A shiitake bone? Let's call it a, a Japanese bone. <laughs> um, I thought it was hamate. I don't know. I might just be bastardizing it. So I think that's... We'll very quickly, before we sign off, run through what we think the starting lineup will be. So Fields, obviously, in center. I think Davis will play left. Carlson will play right. Uh, McBroom at first, because there's no other option. Second, based on the last two games, so I'll go Urena, Barreto short, Alexis Maldonado catching. Mm. Canada zone, Michael Reeves behind the plate, who who didn't join us, unfortunately. And then, uh, like I said, Barucki, Merlard, um, Hiro and uh, Small. There you go. That's your playoff. That's your 2014 NWL Championship roster right there. Wow. Well, starting starting lineup. <laughs> Obviously, the bench will have a lot to say with it. And so there could DH, still be changes. DH will be Le Castro, but Gunnar Height will get some ABs. Um, who knows who gets sent down, called up? Could be some changes. Could be. I, uh, Probably Ev- not. But. Evan... Um, uh, who's the left-hander down in Bluefield? Evan Smith. Obviously, Bluefield are done. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see this year's, what was he, a fifth-rounder? Um, Lane Thomas. Mm-hmm. But, you know, considering he was drafted and was meant to be really raw, you know, toolsy outfield, and then in the GCL they had him playing third, which was the first time ever he'd been in the infield. Wow. The fact that he went up to Bluefield I thought was fantastic. So yeah. to have him come up to Vancouver I think would be a, a massive stretch. Um, that being said, you know, as he he hit very well in 18 games in Bluefield, so not a huge sample size, but not bad either. So would love to see him up here. Um, but yeah, other than him and and Smith, those are the two. I, I'm I'm trying to actually write an article saying that you know last year because Bluefield made the playoffs, there were still tons of guys down there, that, mm-hmm. and they had a really prospect loaded team that I wanted to see. I think DJ Davis, obviously Mitch Nay, Matt yeah. Dean. We got to see a few of them, but you know, this year there's we've already seen most of them. Or yeah. Tellez got bumped above. Yeah, well, that's the only guy we can think of get sent down. Maybe <laughs> cross your fingers and hope. Yeah, I'd be very yeah. surprised if they send yeah. down a pitcher like Chase or or Jeremy Gabariski. I you know maybe Rowdy though. If, if maybe Tellez, maybe yeah. I. Yeah, I have to be honest with you. I, I I think the way Vancouver's lineup is currently constructed. I'd be surprised if anyone got sent down. Yeah. That being said, if, 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 the, the if the Jays want a prospect to get playoff experience, then yeah, send Tellus down and, and sit McBroom because you know Ryan's a nice player, but he, he's not going to go much further than 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 need. He's just here collecting a paycheck. Yeah. So. Well, no, he's not he, a huge one, but hey, <laughs> he's collecting it. Yeah. No, he's you know so maybe they do send something like Tellus down, and like I mentioned earlier, you know. The Blue Jays are definitely not short of, of spending a bit of money to mm-hmm. get these kids the experience, you know, so yeah. who knows. One more note before I, I close the Bob Elliott article. Um, under Norris, he said he, he's moving as fast as Vernon Wells did through the organization, <laughs> going way back. Um, his ears must be popping. Will he take Drew Hutchison's spot in the rotation? Did I miss something? Where's Where's Hutchison going? Well, 
after his last couple of starts, he's going to the All-Star Game. Yeah, uh, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Screw the All-Star <laughs> Game. Um, what, why would you even include that sentence? Like, I don't, uh, where is, uh, of all people, wouldn't he be replacing Hap or somebody that, you know, <laughs> not Hutchison? <laughs> Anyways, I thought that was kind of weird. <clears throat> hey, I'm with you. I think it's weird, too. <laughs> but on hey, the, he's on number that, one. He's on, on the list. On that, we agree. He's on the list. That's all that matters. Yep. So, um, I will exit out of that. But so uh, yeah, so let's that, uh, let's let's finish this off so I can finally get home to my wife and kids who <laughs> will be asleep. Keeping uh, them keeping you away from your family here. Yeah. So the talk. Jays do go to Tampa Bay the next three days. Um. So the chop has obviously been a graveyard for them. And then they're uh, they're in Boston Friday, which I'm don't want to mentioned but i have tickets to that game so i will be in fenway can we do a live podcast from Fenway? you can call me i actually have an american burner phone which i use to obviously do podcasts on and 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 do drug (laughs) deals and and other sorts of stuff all your uh ladies you have around the states around the boston metropolitan (laughs) area again if my wife ever listens to this obviously that's not true it's a big (laughs) joke I see you're winking there. Okay, yeah. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe we're in studio. Yeah, so three, be fun. three going against to the Sox. I'm I'm in Boston all weekend. Can't wait. Hope it has actual playoff implications for you. Just, well, no, you know. that was kind of the idea, but obviously it's not going to happen now. I I went to Seattle, and it, those three games had playoff implications, and those were the three games that killed the playoff. Did you go to all three? No, I went to the first two. Oh, they're so going to lose go- all three in Boston. Now I'm too, only going to one going. in Boston because, as I said, it's my 40th birthday celebration, and I'm meeting two buddies from the UK wow. who are not baseball fans. So I, I caved, and instead of buying tickets to two nights, so I only bought tickets to one. Big 4-0. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite there yet, but... Uh, not quite, yeah. No, getting there. You're still playing net, though. That's good. Your hips are still intact. S- hips are still intact. Six teams. Um, Hope I'm still playing by 40. Ah, listen to you, you (laughs) clown, right? Let's sign off. If you hear any uh, noises of somebody getting beat up, then uh, (laughs) you might want to call for help. As as the music's fading out. (laughs) Whack! (laughs) I'm not back. If you don't have a podcast in nine or ten days, or if I don't tweet in the next few days, you might want to get get some... He's uh, a prolific tweeter. I don't know if I'm that bad. Actually, I need to finish the article I started today. I'm not tweeting about so Big I, Brother or anything. So. I need to go, yeah. So is that what your girlfriend's doing right now? <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. Well, this was episode 10. Uh, it was a good one. So thank you for listening. And we'll throw out the email address in case you want to get in touch. Uh, it's yourvancs at gmail.com. Yourvancs. If you want to get a hold of Charlie or... A, just have a question for the podcast. So, of course, as we mentioned, Twitter is another way to get a hold of us. I'm at Greg Ballack, ST, and he's just plain old at Charlie Kasky. So if you want to get a hold of him, then just send a tweet our way, and we will definitely get our, do our best to answer it on the podcast. So the playoffs coming up, if you have a playoff-inspired uh, question, or uh, we're, like we mentioned before, we're going to do a Jays sort of you know roster podcast with the you know there's still a month left in the MLB season so lots of baseball to watch lots of baseball to talk about um we'll try to get another podcast in 
soon. I know the opening still says the weekly. <laughs> you are, your van sees weekly, but it's not quite. Um, before well, you leave, hopefully. Before we maybe, leave, let's, yeah. do, let's do a quick playoff okay. one or something like that. Yeah. All right. Maybe from the airport. Does the um, oh, Will I be in the international? I'll be in the U.S. terminal, so I won't be able to hit the milestones for a, uh, mm. for a couple of beers. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, heaven forbid you go a couple hours without some beers. But, you know, you know Charlie. Stick some in my bag. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll list, hopefully listen in next time, and um, hopefully we have some good news to share. Hopefully it's the second round we're talking about. Um, you know, probably less than a week if we're if we're talking about that. If we have to get another one in before the second round, then I believe it would start very quickly. So. Stay, stay tuned. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll tweet. It, it'll be worth it. Yeah, we'll tweet, and we'll let people know when, when the next one's coming out. But, uh, yeah, thanks for sticking with us through this milestone podcast, our 10th one. We finally did it. Took a little longer than we expected, but, uh, yeah, we we eventually made it to 10. So hopefully uh, here's to here's to 10 more. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, put up with each other for that long. But uh, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be doing this podcast till my 40th you would want birthday. A, you'd want a podcast with me every day. That's right. Unlike Jeff Ware. That's right. Now, actually, <laughs> before we sign off, we have to mention that weird situation um, where I was, for some reason, contacted by a Dominican Winter League general manager. Don't ask me why he, of all people, he 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 asked me for this information, but he wanted to talk to Jeff Ware <laughs> about, uh, he wouldn't tell me which pitching prospect, but he wanted to talk about a pitcher that his team was uh, interested in signing for the Winter League season. Really? So I asked Charlie if he had Jeff Ware's information, and he didn't. <laughs> and I, I kind of just sent him on his way to um, the front office for the Canadians, and they would they would find the answer for him. But, yeah, I've, I don't have anything in my Twitter profile about other than your Van C's host. So I don't know why he thought I had some super connections. But, um, yeah, that was, I don't know. Made me feel cool. Dominican GM is uh, is contacting me, so I'm I'm your insider now. Did he ask you to send him a thousand dollars? Yeah, he actually said said I won. I, uh, I, I right, had to claim okay. a million dollars. Oh, no, you, you must be getting it soon, then. No yeah, worries. Yeah, I gave him my credit SIM card, card details, my SIM yeah. card, and my yeah my credit yeah. card and the little number on the back. So. Awesome. Well, uh, <laughs> let's hope that pays off for you. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of weird. I thought thought I'd share that story with everyone. So. <laughs> There could be a Canadians player playing in the Dominican Winter League this year. There, you heard it here first. Well, there was two last year, I think. I think oh. Andy Fermin played, and I think, oh, um, oh, brain cramp. Dickie Thon Jr. before we leave. Dickie Thon Jr. Okay. He had a couple ABs in one of the leagues down there as well. Okay. So, so there it, could be another one. There's a pitcher. There's their inside track. It was a pitcher he was looking well, for. Well, there's a few Spanish pitchers, so I don't think that's a, a big stretch <laughs> to say that one of them will be a to be down there but yeah awesome all right well maybe even hyro could be i was yeah. thinking maybe toronto but, uh, could be there you go right let's get let's put this one to bed yeah this one's done it's an hour <laughs> and a half in here so thanks if you've stayed with us through the entire hour and a half but uh, it was a good discussion so uh thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time for the orvan seas podcast Talk later.